your word be spoken, O Lord. May only your word be heard. Amen. Please be seated. Well, it's hot outside and a sort of typical August, I'm sorry, July, Texas day, but at least we get to talk about the heading this morning. It's my personal favorite, you know, first thing on a Sunday morning. Earlier this week, Kristen asked me if in mock enthusiasm if I was looking forward to preaching about the beheading of John the Baptist, and I said, is that the gospel for this Sunday? Yep. Great, isn't it? She replied, boy, I think was my actual response. But there is grace in this story. We just have to find it. So here we go. Herod was basically a puppet king. Rome ruled over Israel, even though Israel had some amount of self-rule beneath the umbrella of Rome. Herod was king of Israel, but only because Rome didn't want to have to waste their time and resources to rule them directly. Herod was the king of Israel, but he was kind of a powerless puppet. I'm guessing he felt powerless and started to be reckless and dangerous in seeking to be powerful. And so he promised up to half of his kingdom to his stepdaughter. But half of his kingdom wasn't actually his to give. Rome had the authority, not Herod. Despite this fact, though, despite being a puppet king, Herod did have the ability to rule his people well, if he had chose to. He had the influence in Rome to bring about some good. We don't know exactly how he ruled. It seems that instead of ruling his people, he generally sought more and more power for himself. He wanted to be great and mighty in the eyes of others, feared, admired for his wealth and influence. He wanted his ego stroked. So in his powerless desire for power, he became reckless. He gave himself a birthday party and began feeling powerful like he wanted to. He was surrounded by all of those people who were beneath him, but powerful people beneath him. The rulers and the officers of Galilee. And he felt like this great and mighty king in their eyes. And his stepdaughter danced and they were pleased. And he felt like ruler of a great and mighty kingdom. He looked like a great king, or at least he thought he did. And so drunk on his supposed power, he got brazen and did something stupid. He offered his stepdaughter more than he either could or wanted to give. Expecting, I assume, a relatively small request from the young girl, he made this grand gesture, planned to look mighty and beneficent through his grandiosity and offering and his generosity in giving. And then, of course, he got caught in his rash offer and was left with a choice. Have a good man killed, a man whom he feared and respected, or give up his ruse of power and do the right thing. Harry could have backed down from his rash oath. He could have said, I'm sorry. But the power and authority of my kingship went to my head. I cannot give half of the kingdom. 
Without Rome, it is not mine to give. I am not as powerful as I want to be as king. We will talk later, O stepdaughter, what I can give you, but the head of John the Baptist I will not give. As for you, my courtiers and officers and leaders of Galilee, we know that I don't have the power of a sovereign nation. So let's work together. Let's be the best rulers that we can for the sake of the people of Israel. Now that might be a little bit too 21st century to have actually come out of Herod's mouth. But he could have admitted that he messed up. He could have admitted that even the party he threw was a bit of a farce. They all knew it. And he could have sought to take the power that he and his officers did have and use it for the good of the people. I don't know that any of them really have the character to do that. But I do believe Herod regretted his decision and would like to have learned from it. The point of this however, is not what could have been, but what we could yet do, what could yet be based on the decisions we make. We all of us have power, even in small amounts. We have some way to affect change in our lives and in the lives of those around us. And we also at times feel powerless to affect the change that we would like. I'm guessing that in those times when we felt powerless, we, like Herod, have sometimes done a very stupid thing. And maybe not a full-on beheading, but the wrong thing, nonetheless. And we've likely regretted it. Here's where the grace comes in. Last week we heard Paul talking about our weakness and God being strong when we are weak. We heard about God's grace being sufficient for us when we are weak. When we are weak and feel powerless, God's grace is sufficient for us. We find with God's grace that we don't need the power we wish we had. With God's grace, we find that what power we have is sufficient. Now, we may need to change our goals or recognize that the power we have is not sufficient to do what we want, but it may be sufficient for what God wants. We may need to recognize that the influence that we have is smaller than we would like, but with God's grace, we realize that it isn't our world. And the power we have to affect change is sufficient. When we mess up and regret it, we find that God's grace is sufficient for our forgiveness. God's grace is sufficient for us to make amends. God's grace is sufficient for us to admit that we've done wrong. To talk open-heartedly to those around us and seek together to live God's kingdom. Herod was a fool in offering his stepdaughter half of his kingdom. I'm guessing we've all been fools at some point or another. God's grace was sufficient for Herod to get out of that by admitting that he had acted rashly and repenting of it like King David did. God's grace is sufficient for us to admit when we act the fool 
to repent and feel kind of dumb and then accept God's love and forgiveness and the forgiveness and love of others. Paul reminded us today that we are God's children. We are beloved of God. We know we've got a lot of darkness within us. We've got enough darkness within us to do the very stupid thing that Herod did. We'd be fools to think otherwise. And yet with that darkness in us, we are still God's children, still beloved of God. We mess up and we regret it. And when we do, God's grace is sufficient. If we can accept God's grace, which is there, unexpected and undeserved, offering us love and forgiveness and guidance to make a new start. Amen.